He shaved 25 minutes off of his time to qualify for Boston in 248-43. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Runway Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, Welcome back to the show and thank you again for tuning in week after week. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to The Runwave on your favorite podcast app so that you'll be notified each and every time I upload a new episode and you don't miss any Runwave news. If you haven't had the chance to do so, make sure you check out The Runwave merch. We have hoodies, t-shirts, all available for sale. And if you purchase merch from the show, you are supporting the continuation of the Runwave podcast. Simply visit therunwave.com slash shop to purchase your merch now. On the show, I am chatting with Tommy. He is a runner out of Detroit. If you listen to the Run Crew series a couple months ago, he is a member of the crew We Run 313. And he set a goal to qualify for the Boston Marathon with a time of two hours and 50 minutes. And he crushed that goal. He trained hard for 12 weeks straight. He ran, I think, over 700 miles during that training cycle, which is crazy. And he did his thing at this marathon. So he tells me all about his training cycle, his experience. He has a clothing line, Chip Time Running. The shirt that I'm wearing right now, Runtrepreneur, is from his clothing line. So make sure you go to his website, chiptimerunning.com, to support his brand. And let's get into his story right now. All right. Please welcome to the show, Tommy, owner of Chip Time Running. He has the Eat, Sleep, Repeat show on Instagram, and it's also a podcast. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm this is I'm a very happy guy right now. I've been waiting so long to be on the Runwave show. So I'm finally here, and now I get to tell my friends that I did it. I made it for sure. Yes, you didn't. You you made it before the Runway <laughs> Podcast. Trust me. <laughs> so how's it going there in Michigan? It's going pretty good. I mean, it's it's nice. Well, not nice. It's it's gloomy outside. Um, it's raining. Yesterday, a couple of days ago, it was 80 degrees. I'm sure tomorrow it'll be 30. But that's just how it is in Michigan. And, you know, we're used to it. We train, we run in it, all that stuff. So it, it's all good. It's probably pretty close to like what it is where you are too, right? No, because wasn't it like snowing there a couple days ago? Okay, I, know well, I saw a video of y'all were group running and it was like snow coming down. Like what season are they in? <laughs> yeah, we don't even know. Last last Tuesday it snowed. And, and yeah, we don't know what season we're in. We don't even know if we're part of the same country. It's just a thing. You know, Michigan weather does whatever it wants to. I I can see that. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on the show because you had a record breaking run this past weekend. Yeah. But before we get into that run, I want to I want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So where are you originally from? Well, originally from, um, to, to cut off, I'm originally from New York. I was, you know, I was born in New York, but I was only there for a short period of time. It was like from 
birth to five years old, moved to Detroit area, uh, actually in Detroit, and lived in the Detroit area between five to basically 20 something, 23 years old. Um, So, I mean, when people say where I'm from, I say here, I mean, because it would be weird to say I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York, because I've only been there like, you know, that was a long time ago. So I'm raised (laughs) here. So I'm a a Detroiter for sure. You know, I was going to ask you what part of New York. And I, I just knew you were going to say one of the boroughs, but Poughkeepsie doesn't even count. So if people yeah. ask you where you're from, don't even say New York. Yeah, yeah. That's you, why, like, I people did don't that even once. know what Poughkeepsie is. Right. I, I did that a couple of <laughs> times. I was like, I was saying, like, oh, I was born in New York. They're like, where? And I'm like, Poughkeepsie. They're like, I don't even <laughs> What are we doing? How far is that from where I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like Metro North territory. And we don't we don't get on the Metro North much anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No. So I'll, are I'll you in like Detroit. Detroit proper? Or are you like in the suburbs? No, I'm in the suburbs now. Um, you know, I was, I, when, coming up, I was kind of back and forth between Detroit and Southfield, which is like just a the immediate suburb, like right on the other side of eight mile. If that makes if that helps. Um, <laughs> kind, I only know about of, eight mile from Eminem. The movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people would be like, oh, are you from the 8 Mile? Like, it's like a thing. Like, it's an area. But I mean, um, so yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, um, family on both sides. And, you know, so I really attached to, you know, the Detroit culture, the vibe. And so, you know, as soon as I was able to get a chance to run in the city, and the city has had a great, you know, revitalization lately. So it's just been really cool to watch and we've been running in it and around it and all that stuff. So it's been, it's been pretty excellent to be a runner at this time in the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. So you're a member of the run crew. We run three, one, three. I yeah. had them on the show a couple of months ago. How did you link up with those guys? So, um, and I was training for, a, uh, for the 2019 Detroit free press. Um, that was my first marathon. And, I saw a picture or of something like on, on Instagram that had like 200 young black people in a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, what is this? Like, I have to be a part of this. I have to go check it out. Went out like the next Tuesday to, to their two mile Tuesday run. And again, it was like 200 people, um, great vibes, great people. And I just, ever since that moment, I think I, we, I ran and ended up running with Joe uh, that day. And he's mm-hmm. like, yo, you should come out more often. Like come out to the long run, you know? So I'm like, long runs are like my area, my, my, my thing. So I showed up on a Sunday and ever since then, we've just been, you know, training together and running together and, and we've just been pretty good friends in the last couple of years. I was looking at the two mile Tuesday from, um, this week and yeah. it was like, it looked like a couple hundred people were there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday it was, what's today? Thursday. Yeah. So the other day it was a lot of, it was quite a lot of people. I think it was actually more people than like their, the relaunch day, mm-hmm. um, and I think just as it as the weather gets better, uh, the the word spreads around more and more uh, that they're back and back running through for the season. It'll just get bigger and bigger. So it's like it's really incredible to see so many people come out um, and the uh, the the types of people, the types of runners that come out. I mean, you have people that come out there with strollers. Um, they just want to you know just have a reason to get out there and, and and see what happens and see their body change over the over the summer. Um, and then also you have people that are, you know, more serious and just, you know, ripping through that first couple that first mile or so. Um, and it's just a wide range. So there's really is someone for everybody. And that's why I liked about it when I first went, um, mm-hmm. because it was a great vibe and a great, you know, a group of black folks, but I, I had somebody to relate to, but then I also didn't feel bad for 
leaving like that one person. You know what I'm saying? So it was mm-hmm. it's just a wide range. And I think that they hit they struck gold with that because it's everyone feels welcome. Mm-hmm. So you're wearing a chip time running. What is that? A a, a crew? Oh, that's a T-shirt. Yeah, just, okay. Yeah, a t-shirt. OK. I had to see yeah, your yeah, arm. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sorry. Yeah. The, the, the chip there. time running T-shirt. I, my body wearing... thinks it's summer. Yes, I'm wearing the Runcherpreneur yeah. crew hoodie, which is so... This is the first time I put it on. Oh, is it? Soft. Yeah. Uh, see, you should have been put the thing on. I know. I have. I don't go anywhere. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere to wear clothes nowadays. But right, right. tell me about Chip Time Running. What made you want to start this company? Well, I started, I started Chip Time Running in May of 2020, and... It, it was like it was a culmination of like a couple of things just coming together at the right time. Um, it was, you know, the idea of having the run, eat, sleep, repeat shirts or shirt was kind of a, a while before that. But when, you know, COVID hit um, and, and it hadn't really affected like my day job at that point yet, but it was just you started seeing so many things in the world changing and so many people. You know, at risk of losing jobs, being laid off, you know, being furloughed, all that stuff. It just made me think like, yo, like how stable is all this really, you know? And, mm-hmm. and if it was to this, the, the ship was to sink, you know, why is it not my ship? You know, like I'd rather be the captain on this ship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, you know, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter and, you know, George Floyd and so many, like so many names that, that look like me, um, and look like my family members it was just so much. So it was like that, the, you know, the, 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 uh, pandemic having me kind of in a weird spot of thinking like, what, what can I do for myself? But then also all of a sudden it's like, yo, like I'm super proud to be black, you know, and I want my mm-hmm. kids to not only be safe out there and be proud to be black, but I want them to look to, at me as like, hey, this is someone that's doing something for us. You know, like I'm, I work every day for my family too, but I can't leave my job, uh, you know, my director of business development, I can't leave that job to my kids. You know, I can't pass mm-hmm. this to my son or my daughter. So I wanted to, at that moment, take a risk. You know, everybody, everyone around me is worried about, you know, their job and their security and, you know, safety when they leave the house. It's like, yo, I need, we need to do something so that my family can look at this thing and say, this is ours, you know? Um, and I didn't know where it was going to go, but I just said, I, hey, I need to take a chance and show my kids that sense of ownership can change the dynamic in a family, the community, and, you know, in just so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So it started with the run, eat, sleep, Tees, tanks, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. Did the show come after? The yeah. So company? yeah. So the 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 clothing line started in May. We just started with shirts. It just had the red bar, run, eat, sleep, repeat across the front, and that's like just the concept of a runner's lifestyle, you know. Uh, and then chip time running, just to kind of go back. The reason why I picked that name is because you know how we we all rely on that chip time when hopefully when all these uh, you know in person races start back up, we'll be worried about what our chip time is, you know, and how do you get your chip time down and it's to live a runner's life, run, eat, sleep, repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just, that worked out. And then next thing you know, I did a, um, a couple of weeks of a run, eat, sleep week, which I asked people to say, Hey, run a mile, jog a mile, whatever it is. And post it on Instagram for seven days straight, post it on Instagram, say that you ran your mile or you jogged or whatever. Then also during that day, during these seven days, eat a healthy meal, 
and you know maybe vegan maybe vegetarian something that's just a little different than what you normally would post a picture because mm-hmm. we all know we love food pictures uh and then get some get sleep six to eight hours of sleep every night like set your alarm like screenshot it or something you know something to get like that hope the a runner's life vibe kind of going and saying like hey it's deeper than just running it's we need to make sure that we are healthy across the board, you know? And I just saw that so many people had trouble with the eating part of it. Like, they could go walk and jog and all that. I thought the jogging mm-hmm. and the walking and the running part was going to be a problem. But then you got people posting pictures like of, like, water, a carrot, <laughs> and, like, applesauce. You know what I'm saying? No or real like, fuel. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, a banana. And, like, that's your lunch, bro. Like, you couldn't think of anything else, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and And then surprisingly too is like hey yep they i got four and a half hours i'm doing better and i'm like Mm -hmm. we're just doing this for seven days and you just could see people were trying and it just showed me like how each one of these things um help each other but then how much people neglect the eat and sleep part you know Mm -hmm. and then i was like it'd be dope if we started a show or i started a show to talk to people about each thing each segment each um, you know, talk to a runner, talk to a dietitian and all that stuff. And then talk to, you know, like a sleep therapist or on the running side, a recovery, like fitness, physical therapy and talking about some of these things and how we can just be healthier, stronger, faster runners, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how the show came about. And then it kind of morphed into this other thing where now I'm interviewing professional runners and things like that so it's turned out to be i know i'm like i've been seeing your last few um shows i'm like where where is he finding these people like what are you doing i don't know (laughs) are you dming them are they contacting you like how are you i mean it's been like i mean at first it was just dm like i mean i'm trying to be slick with it you know say something Mm -hmm. that's you know captivating you know Mm -hmm. um but it's just it's just been right place right time i guess and then some of the some of the guests i've had have been through agents and different things like that um but i just think that the the vibe of the show and because that's why i like your show as well i mean it's a running show but it's not like yo what's your vo2 max bro like what's your workout gonna be today like i mean (laughs) don't get me wrong like that's there's definitely that's definitely a i like that because i'm a run a run nerd so like i want to hear all that but then at the same time like how can someone listen to me interview uh you know, Diana Curie, you know, who's a two-time Olympian, um, how can someone that runs a 12-minute mile relate to her? Mm-hmm. You know, and if I go at it the normal, traditional, like, run show way, it's going to be way over something. They're like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, you know, good, good for her. She's fast, whatever. But if I can talk to her on a personal level and talk about how running has helped her, how she works through the hard times, how she stays motivated, you know, these people are human like as ever, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they think and feel like a lot of the same things that we do. And if I can refer to what something she said during a race, during my 5k or my whatever, that's dope. And that's the goal. And I think that maybe some of the people are seeing the vibe of the show and saying like, yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll come on, you know? Yeah. And I like that because it's more relatable that way, because like me, I don't only, I look at my garment and I look at time pace and i know what a start and stop button is that's about it (laughs) yeah yeah. it's like all this other stuff you like yeah it's just there you know i don't go into garmin afterwards and look at you know my um what is it called the cadence and all that other stuff i yeah that's yeah see i'm in see i'm i'm into all that but i know that like if i i couldn't sit and listen to a show like that over and over for an hour you know Mm -hmm. and um i feel like i feel like some people like the funny part about the garmin thing like i just start stop go 
it's like them. I'm, maybe I'm aging myself or whatever, but you know the TI-83 calculators or whatever. I have one of those. No, like so we, I don't know. We, how, we're in the same age bracket then. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was like <laughs> you know I knew how to do the stuff that I needed not to do, but then you got those all those other buttons. I don't even know if people really know what those buttons are for. There's no, nobody I, that knows how to use that all like all the way through. Look, I knew how to save formulas in it. I knew how to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We knew how to put games on them. Remember, like yes. you could put a game on it. You'd be sitting yes. there, teacher swear that you you whiz kid, but you in there playing <laughs> like snake or whatever. It was mm-hmm. wild. Wow. Listen, my son has one now. It's not all big like it used to be when we had it. It's like yeah. you know, quarter of that size, but it's crazy the evolution of life. Yeah, technology, right? <laughs> it's crazy. So the um you do the show on Instagram live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how was that like the first time? Like I, I think I've only done live, like I've done your show and I've mm-hmm. done like I think one other Instagram live and, and that's like it. It it's kinda it's kinda crazy. Like um it's just it's kind of, it's weird because it's live and it the the trouble with it is like reception you know or like uh, mm-hmm. internet connection because you get those moments when you ask a question you're smiling and then you they freeze and you're just sitting <laughs> and there like frozen. and you don't know what to do you don't know how to mm-hmm. t- you don't know whether you should keep mm-hmm. talking and a lot of times like you find out later that everybody else saw like no pause no freeze and so like mm-hmm. if you it's weird but I think it's really fun though because not often do you you know it's We've all seen, you know, I haven't interviewed Des Linden yet, but we've all seen Des Linden be interviewed, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's because of, you know, the pandemic and, you know, people having to find ways around the traditional podcast thing. Mm -hmm. um, You're starting to see more live shows and stuff like that. And it's better because unless you turn the comments off, people can really communicate, uh, ask questions. And as long as they're like, you know, on, on topic, you know, like I'll throw them in there and ask because a lot of the questions that you may have, I might want to know too. So mm-hmm. we're at, we're asking questions and it's, it's live. The live aspect makes it really fun. It's tough to do, but, um, I think a lot of people like it. You know, I've only had a couple of people say like, Hey, I'll turn it. Can you turn the comments off? You know, <laughs> um, but I mean, comments can get weird though, because like, then you see, like you, you're asking a question and you see your guests like reading the comment which is mm-hmm. wild that you're like, Hey, 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 chill out. I got that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a, it's fun. And, you know, I, I encourage everybody to check it out because you know more people that watch the better, obviously, because it's, it makes the guests want to come on, you know what I'm saying? So, um, check it out. And you push that over to a podcast platform as well. Yeah. 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 All the, po- all podcast platforms that you, wherever you find your podcast, it's there. It's, it's there. So it's the run, eat, sleep show. Yeah, I commend you because I know I said that for my other podcast, we were like, yeah, we're going to go live once mm-hmm. a month. And d- mm-hmm. we never did it. Not once. Man, you talking about that? You talking about the other show? <laughs> the other show where we say the curse words. The other show, yeah. man. You're, that would be lit live, though. Like, you might mm-hmm. as well try it out. Because I know. Maybe we will. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, don't, 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 don't go bit. through. Yeah. Don't go, don't go with my advice. Cause I'm, I want to see it. Cause I think it'd be crazy, <laughs> but then you got this thing going too. So you might, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Listen, that show, we try to keep it at a little over an hour, but we record for like three hours. Like the oh, live really? will be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the lives are open now. So it's like four, it's like three or four hours or something like that. I don't think people do it, I guess, but you know, not me. Yeah, y'all might not want to see all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee you, probably, it'll probably be lit. People mm-hmm. be watching like crazy. 
So everyone knows who you are. We know what you do. I want to get into this. Wait, I wrote your time down. 248.43 at yep. the Glass City Marathon. Yep. Now, you know I athlinked you, right? Did you? I made that up. Athlinked. It's like Google. Athlinked. It's like it's <laughs> Google athlinked. I, I think athlinked that's a thing. you. And I, I there's like only it. one Thomas Bailey in Michigan, but I don't think that's you. What was what was it say? What, what Have you claimed put... your athlete profile? Yeah, it maybe he it, has it could on be a... like pants, and he has. I don't think it's you because he has no. on a. Um, remember when we used to put our phones in the? Case that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I got to change. Oh, that's embarrassing. I got to change my. Uh... <laughs> what was that when you first started running? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I had, I had on like I had on black, right? And and I had on. I'm gonna need thing. you to change that picture, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. is this him? Yeah, it's me. That's me. Yeah, so that now, was like that was probably like year year one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have an old marathon picture on there as well, but at least people can tell it's me. You know, no, I have no. the medal. It's it's me. I yeah. I'm gonna need you to yeah. go in there and change I got the some, picture. I got some new. I got some new pictures. That's kind of fire. <laughs> you know, that represent who I am right now. So I'll go. But back look, and I was it. I was thinking that Glass City was your first marathon because there's no marathons on your athlete's profile. It's okay. Maybe that's not me. Because free, the <laughs> Detroit Free Press is on. So I ran Detroit Free Press in 2019. And mm-hmm. So Glassy is my second. In my mm-hmm. first marathon, I ran 313.30. And then the other day, I ran 248.43. So 313, what is that? 25 minute difference? 20, yeah, almost 25 minutes. I'm not minutes. great with math. Yeah, almost 25, 25 minutes. minutes. I had to, I'm not good with math either. So I wrote it down and then we sat and talked <laughs> about it and figured out you, you don't carry the one. You get rid of the one mm-hmm. for sure. Now I didn't watch your live. I, I jumped in last yesterday. It was last night, oh, right? Yeah. When you yeah, were with yeah. the guys, yeah. I jumped in for a little while, but I jumped out. Cause I'm like, I want him to tell me this story. And okay. I didn't read your post either. I saw the oh, first one yeah. that you put up, but I yeah, didn't want to read, read the post. You don't want to read I didn't want to know post. what happened. That's, I want you to tell me what happened. That's 26 thoughts. You don't want that one. That was some, like, I thought I was a long poster. You like took the cake on those. Yeah. I had, I had done it like, um, my, maybe my first half marathon I did it and people liked it and so I kept doing it for the longer runs I think one time mm-hmm. I joked and did it for like a 5k and it's like start finish you know <laughs> like nothing right <laughs> um but I, I asked people if they wanted to wanted to, to do that again and they said yeah so I so I did it and it was four posts it was four long posts it was wild but mm-hmm. people so like people listen to you, all the likes are like everybody they listened to it they I mean they read it so it was really cool and I'm very scatterbrained when I run too, so it's like you'll get some weird thoughts in there. So mm-hmm. you know, we're yeah, here. I find that if you write a long post, people will actually read it, and that's when they'll comment back to you, yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. you like get your interaction. But what made you pick Glass City Marathon? All uh, right, Glass City. So um, in 2000, so in 2019, early uh, like January or so, I decided that I wanted to try to qualify for Boston, uh, mm-hmm. the Boston Marathon, and I, I had. Put up twenty one uh, Boston twenty twenty one was the goal, and I knew that at that point I wasn't anywhere physically like ready to qualify for Boston. I just knew that I didn't die in the last half marathon I did, and mm-hmm. if I could train maybe properly or whatever, or keep running, then maybe I could get this get it down to a decent time. Um, and I knew by the time I tried it, it was, I was going to be thirty five at the time, I think, and my time would have to be 305, you know, under 305 in the marathon to, to qualify. Mm-hmm. 
So I said, let's go after uh, the free press, start training. And if I could hit 315, I'd be happy with that because then that means I could put in six months and then go to Glass City 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, did did the um, did the full and uh, at the free press. Then I ran a half, a very pretty quick half of one twenty four oh five in Atlanta. Uh, Hilly, so that Atlanta. is your profile. You yeah, did the Peach yeah. Street. No, no, no. You did. Um, it Publix. did the uh, public. So it was like the day after the Olympic trials. So I got to see all these people that I'm now interviewing, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see them in person, run by, and like mm-hmm. just amazing. Next day, I was gassed up, ran one twenty four oh five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew like, okay, when glass city comes around in April, like the following you know month, I was going to be ready. And then COVID happened or pandemic happened like pretty much right after the trials mm-hmm. and they shut down glass city. So I just had to wait. Uh, I got a stress fracture in the summer mm-hmm. of uh, in July. It really had me, I tried to run a couple times in between, ended up having me out from July, 2020 to November. Wow. Um, started running in November. And then just did this build up, and I knew like, hey, I tried Glass City last year, didn't work out. I got a f- registration paid for from last year. You know, mm-hmm. I had already paid for it, so might as well run. So, uh, and it's sp- it's supposed to be a flat course too. Um, supposed which, to be? Yes, yeah, it was supposed. To, I mean, okay, is like, it or isn't it? No, okay, it is mildly flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but s- people said pancake flat, and I've had <laughs> pancakes. You mm-hmm. know. Like, you know, pancakes, you put in the pan and then you flip them and they're yes. flat on both sides. Yes. You know, there's not much texture, you know, whatever to them. So they don't lie to you. Somebody. I don't flat. think, I don't know if Glass City <laughs> said pancake, but people said pancake. And I'm just wondering if they meant waffles, you know, <laughs> just wondering. And, and so you ask though. Yeah. It, okay. If you live in like the mountains, sure. It's pancake flat, but <laughs> We're talking about like a marathon course. It's either pancake flat or it's just flat. Just mm-hmm. tell me it's just it's flattish. Then I mm-hmm. wouldn't. But it was a good it was a good race, good course. Um, and you know that's why I picked it because it was supposed to <laughs> it's supposed to be flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was where I wanted to qualify for Boston for 2021. Long story already told. That's why I picked it. <laughs> so was because you know when I saw y'all training for this race, I was like, let me go and see. Like a month ago, I was like, let yeah. me try to register for the half marathon. I wasn't on the full. So like, let me oh, and get Ohio. Or, but it was sold out already. Yeah, that would have been So dope. was there a guarantee that the race was going to happen this year? Um, okay, so there, it, it really wasn't um, until one of the, I can't remember what day it was or like what, I actually, actually ended up having the race director on the show like the, that day. So if you, I don't even know when that was, but. Um, they announced that they were going to ha- require a negative COVID test within 72 mm-hmm. hours of first interaction. Like, so packet pickup, you had to have taken and received your results, a negative mm-hmm. test, or proof of the vaccine by um, April 10th or 9th, depending on which shot you shots you got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're obviously not requiring the vaccine, but they required a negative test if you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moment they, they announced that, pretty much everybody knew like this is going, this is going to happen, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's the the farthest we had seen a race go to make the race happen, you know, until, you know, until that point, it was just going to be, let's just hope that the city doesn't shut them down. I mean, Mm because that weekend they were planning on having five to 6,000 runners, you know, like between the 5k, the half marathon had like 2000. And Mm -hmm. I think the full was like, you know, 1500 or something like that. 
So it's very likely that the you know governor, whoever decides these things, was just going to pull the plug. Um, but when we saw that like Ohio was having, Cleveland was you know doing baseball games and things like that with people in the stands or stadiums or whatever, um, and then they pulled this, you know, they brought this part up to the to the plate. And I'm like, this is going to happen. So it was almost guaranteed from that point on. I think. Yeah. So your registration was deferred from the previous year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I probably never had a chance of getting in anyway, because probably everyone from last year was moved over well, to this year anyway. No, like I think that I think there was quite I think there was some spots left somehow, some way. I think either people just asked for their money back at that time because you could have got you could have get your money back last year. So maybe people pulled their money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there were spots available. But then a lot of people took the news of, you know, the the test requirement or the mm-hmm. covid vaccine um they took that as like a this isn't what i signed up for and people were canceling <laughs> and people oh. were like selling their bibs or you know or people could have like had it recently and this was like dang i can't go i'm selling my bib i don't know what it is but you know people were demanding their money back it was kind of weird like i'm like yo didn't you want to run you know <laughs> but like we've been waiting for an in-person run all this time and then if, if you got to give me a so a couple of hurdles to get over to, to, to do it. I'm going to try my best to get there, you know? Um, and I just did, went with the negative COVID test and, you know, I was nervous as nervous as heck Friday night or Friday during the, in the morning, waiting on this test to come back, you know, and mm-hmm. it said negative and I was ready to go, but it would have been messed up though. Like if you tested positive like the day before. So this is, this is running in 2021 people because yeah. the New York City Marathon, they sent something out as well that if it goes on the same thing, negative COVID test or when, proof when of vaccine. Send, when did they send um, that? They sent the email, I think last week it went out. Yo, yo. So, so the thing like what I kind of noticed talking to um, Glass City was because their, their title sponsor is like Mercy, Mercy Health. And so they were really close to like doctors ears. And it was like, you know, if it's, if they, if it was safe, they were going to do it. And for them to take this step to have that done and assuming there's no like super spreader event because of this thing, then mm-hmm. I think that a lot of races will, will just take that lead because, you know, they cities and races want these things to happen, you know, like cities like Toledo and, you know, some of these big marathons, they like, they, you know, they depend on this as, you know, a huge you know, income. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be like this for sure. And I don't care. Like I'll sure, you know, like take the test. I mean, why not? But was the marathon, cause it was like under 2000 p- finishers, right? Mm-hmm. Was it, is it always that number? Or is it usually way I higher than that? No, no. I think Toledo is a smaller um, race in general. Like I don't, I think it's a small, it was a smaller number than normal, but it's, it, it's never been one of those like big city, you know, 20,000 runner things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been known to be a little smaller, more local. Um, and I think that they're being in April, they, I mean, they don't, they don't pull like a big international crowd cause you know, international folks are trying to do some of the other April marathons mm-hmm. as well, like, you know, Boston and other things like that. Um, so they, I think they're just a smaller, um, race just naturally. Yeah. See New York city marathon. I don't think that's going to happen. Cause that's like. Mm-hmm. 50,000 people yes yeah, like uh, yeah i don't know how they're gonna uh, i'm not even thinking about that we're gonna keep that in the background for yeah like yeah start getting start getting start getting irritated like i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-mm. so you had a goal to bq yeah. and you accomplished that goal by 
you have a, a great buffer there. So you're yeah. you're probably guaranteed to get into Boston. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so what did your training plan look like? Did you have a trainer or did you mm-hmm. follow a program? What did yeah. you do? Yeah, so I so since I started, you know, training like technically in two thousand nineteen, I've been with um Luke Humphrey running. It's they use the Hansons Marathon method. Uh mm-hmm. Luke Humphrey wrote the book. But my coach in particular is um Melissa Johnson White. Uh, so she's been, you know, part of the Hanson's Brooks run team professionally for like 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, you know, kind of paired up with her and it's just been working out really great. And so the, this training plan, I think was like technically my third and a half because I got injured through, through, in the middle of the third one. But it's my mm-hmm. third and a half, you know, marathon training block. So by this time, you know, I've really built the base to be able to handle, you know, decent mileage. Uh, so this time we kind of pushed it a little bit further and I was like topping it, you know, 70 miles for a few weeks in a row. Um, and so it was a pretty hefty, you know, it was like a 12 week program, a lot of easy running and a lot of speed work and long runs up to 20 miles. Um, so it was just, it was, it was definitely a a tough training block, but I felt really good all the way through pretty much. Um, and yeah, so I mean, for people that don't know the Hanson's method, it's it's very it's it higher. Is it going to be higher mileage? It's going to be a lot of easy running to make sure that you can withstand or handle that higher mileage without you know hurting yourself or you know getting injured. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the goal. But then also to bring to and you never you know you have, you, you don't run at goal pace very often. Uh, you're either running faster for shorter distances or running much easier for longer distances to build up that that aerobic capacity. Um, so it is weird lining up sometimes to the race because you've only held this pace for, you know, 10, 12 miles or so, you know, so it's, you really do have to trust the fact that you've done the work, that you recovered, that you, you know, that you live a runner's life kind of thing Mm -hmm. to make sure that when you start that line, you know, you think or know that you can finish. So what did you say over the 12 weeks you did like seven, 800 miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, you're... go ahead. Yeah, it was like seven, like 750 or something like that. And you're like a, a slim dude. So like, what did you eat? What was your nutrition like? Well, I'm, I'm vegan too. And really? so, yeah, so just be, we're just going to be honest here because nobody's listening, right? <laughs> um, tons of, tons of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for sure. Um, that's like my go-to, like, honestly, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are fire, but um, I think that you know, it, it, being a vegan, I, you know, I make sure that I do, you know, get a well-balanced, you know, uh, diet and make sure that I do all the extra things to get as much protein as possible mm-hmm. in the times that I need them to make sure that I can recover and all that stuff. But then also me and carbs are great friends. We talk mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, me just too. A good, it's a good relationship and mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't like people bad talking to them. Um, but you know, and so it's, it's very vegan-esque, you know, I guess. Um, and, but I eat a lot, like I eat probably four or five times a day if I can. Um, Mm -hmm. not because like I am planning to, it's just because like I just eat, like I just love it. (laughs) So that's just, you know, so the, the, the nutrition is kind of easy for me to stay away from stuff that would kind of hold me back. It's a very, usually a very anti-inflammatory type diet. So I think that mm-hmm. also lends or leads itself to being able to run a lot of miles and not be so you know banged up. 
How long have you been vegan? Been vegan for uh, since like February 2018, so a little over three years. How do you do it? Because I was a vegetarian for like one and a half years, right? Gonna say, well, I thought she was going to say one day. No, one and a half years. <sighs> but I guess, you know, they keep changing the terms. Like, I used to eat fish. So I, uh-huh. what is that? Oh, pescatarian. Yeah, vegetarian. Okay. Then I got pregnant and like a month into pregnancy, I said, F this. I'm eating meat. Like I was starving. So like how, what do you eat? Like a lot of tofu? Like how do you? Uh, I would say a lot of tofu. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of grains, um, you know, beans, uh, just like, you know, sweet potatoes, French fries, you know, like vegetables, you know, root vegetables, I mean, pretty much, I mean, people say, like, what do you eat? Like, I eat everything except mm-hmm. for, you know, like. No but, eggs? Like, I can't live without eggs. How no, do you no, not no. eat eggs? I mean, that's easy. Like, because I'm not, like, so I went vegan because, so, like, that maybe it kind of helped. Like, so I went vegan because I just, I knew some a few people that were, and they were super healthy. They didn't look like the whole, this was four, uh, three years ago, obviously, but they didn't look like the whole, like, um, skinny vegan thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. that just like unhealthy, like the one that you're like, I don't want to be like that. But they were like mm-hmm. fit, strong, all that. So I'm like, I think I can try this. Uh, I, my sister-in-law was like, yo, uh, let's do like a week of vegetarianism. And I was like, all right, let, let's do it. But then I realized two, two days in or so that I was only eating eggs was the thing that I was like throwing in like stir fries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I could, I'll take that out and just see, because I knew people that were vegan I mean, I'll just take that out and see if I can figure it out. So I ended up doing that for like 14 days. Then I watched What the Health. But into... I never into watched Hulk, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, know I suggest... Me. <laughs> you know, I think that like the reason why I held like... I, the reason why I held on to it so tightly is because I was 14 days vegan at that point. And three or four days into that, I felt... I, I just felt different. It felt, you know, I felt more sustainable somehow. Like not like in the sense of like you know, like helping the world, but I just felt like the, my energy level was just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I was in the gym and stuff like that, lifting weights and stuff. So it didn't, everything just worked out and I was very in tune with my energy levels at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, why am I feeling this great? And I watched that and I'm like, oh, and they explained like the, the opposite side, you know, like how you would feel, you know, how I felt pretty much before that point, you know? And I was like, okay, that's, that's enough for me. I get it. I'm good. And I just stayed, you know, vegan for quite some time or till now. But, um, and also just to kind of put that in perspective, like the energy level feel, I stopped drinking in, um, 2017. So I went sober in 2017, January. And the difference between, you know, being like drinking every day to not, um, once you get over that like hump of like, wow, I feel like crap you feel like this surge of like new life and energy feel right mm-hmm. and for me to switch to go just a subtle change of a diet for it to be so much more than the sober versus non-sober feel mm-hmm. i was like there's something to this like there's something in our food that we're eating every day that's holding us either back or something and i'm not saying like everybody oh you just go vegan but i just think we just need to especially like the black community just needs to be more aware and in tune, like with what they're, what we're actually eating, you know, don't just say like, oh, this works out. And, oh, my grandma lived till she was like 90, you know, like she <laughs> ate this food. and this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't, but you then, that at, a lot. 
but then at the same time, like, let's be honest, like, what was that last, you know, what, what were the last, I don't want my last 30, 40 years to be like some people's last 30, 40 years is like, you know, they may have lived till, but, you know, I want to try to my best to be like at a point where when I'm that age, I can, you know, still move around in my thing. I want to be like that lady who ran sub three hours at 62 years old. That's, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't want to be like her. I just want to be still, you know, traveling the world, yeah, and, you yeah. know, beaches Enjoying. and, you know, doing Enjoying. the damn. I ain't going to be running no races at 62, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, you will. I, I guarantee you. Like, <laughs> we'll check back in. We'll check back in. It'll be episode uh, 62,000. You'll be like, yeah, so I just ran a marathon today. Oh, my God. Birthday. No. Mm-mm. So how did you stay focused over those three months? Because it takes, like, dedication to train for that amount of time and to log the amount of miles that you did? Well, I mean, I think it was like the, uh-uh. I think it was like the goal, you know, having the goal of, you know, of qualifying for Boston, it's a big goal. Um, and when I started the, when I started the plan this time around on February 1st, um, I knew the number that I was shooting for was 250. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a scary goal and I'm, and I'm very open with my goals too. Like, so I said it out loud quite a bit. Um, so it just kind of holds your feet to the fire a little bit more and holds you accountable. Um, and I just was driven by that goal. Uh, and then also it just helps that, you know, you have the show and you got a clothing line that is, revolves around running. So my whole life at that point, other than like, you know, day job, um, really just is all geared towards running and around that. So it's pretty easy. And I felt really good though, too. Like, even though it was Michigan weather in February and all that stuff in March and, obviously just snowed a little bit. It wasn't like snow, snow. It was like mm-hmm. flurries. But, you know. It was snow. A lot of times you got to run. I seen it. <laughs> a lot of times you got to run on the treadmill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just, I just used that goal as, as my, as my benchmark and kept me pushing, you know, kept pushing forward. Uh, and then also like just to be, you know, full disclosure. I mean, I have alcoholic tendencies, you know, like I'm one, if I either I do it or I don't like, mm-hmm. And if I, if I'm not going to do it, just, you might as well just let me exit, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if I'm going to say I'm, I'm a, I'm a run, I'm gonna do the show, I'm a, you know, all the stuff I'm going to, I'm going to go like to the point where it's like, okay, dude, chill out, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that helps a little bit that I'm just kind of built like that. Let's get into the race. Okay. So the day before the big day, mm-hmm. what did your day look like? Day before the big day. Um, was kind. It was kind of. It was kind of. Kind of cool. Kind of chaotic in a way too, um, because I was. You know, we had a lot of uh, content planned. You know, for to make sure that we kind of uh, could document some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. You know, I had the. I was supposed to do a show like on the fifty yard line inside the bowl where you finish, and we had a little camera situa- crew situation going on. I saw that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so like that was cool and weird at the same time. Like, I'm pretty sure people probably saw us like, dude, they're going to win or something because <laughs> we got camera crews following these guys. They're mm-hmm. acting like the camera crew isn't there. Like it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was it was very like it was good because I think that I would have been a little bit more overwhelmed with the concept of running the goal the next day. So I kind of kept myself busy, but really just towards the end of the day, just tried to chill out um you know lay your lay your your bib out and you and you pack it and all that stuff and take the picture um but it was just so a lot of flat pick mm-hmm. it was a dope life flat pick i think 
Um, and flat then, lay. Like, we, flat lay, right? Flat lay? Flat lay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I did um, it once. I said, this is the fun. one time I'm doing this, and that's it. <laughs> that's it? No. Yeah, I mean, look at one all, time these, I did all, these me- all these medals you got behind you. It'd be too many. It'd be too nope. much. You can scroll my IG. You'll find one. Maybe. I'm just saying, like, who would want to see all those exactly. flat lay pictures? Because at know? that point, you would have one, like, every week, and that's just It's like, much. dude, like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> and then you start saying, like, yo, is she going to change shoes? Um, but well, well, I always wear a different pair of shoes. Hey. See, I don't I post know. as much as I used to about yeah. running. So, yeah, yeah y'all, don't, y'all don't get to see all the flavors that uh, encompasses well, I mean, my collection. Yeah, maybe, maybe once... Um, you know, maybe once you know all this stuff because you know, more in person races again, all that stuff. Maybe we'll we'll start seeing the flavor more often. Maybe, maybe. But maybe. so the day the day before was cool. Like we had a you know we went three went three was there and we had a bunch of people um, you know come to. They were going to be the cheer squad next day uh, where they kind of post up on different spots in the course. Um, but they they cooked and had some pasta and stuff like that. So it was dope and we kind of gathered for a little bit, talked, laughed all that and then we went our separate ways and um prepare for the next day mm-hmm. so race morning what did yeah. you do race morning um so i went to, i went to sleep at like 12 or twelve thirty. woke up at four because the race started at six thirty. wait you know, why'd did you go to bed so late i couldn't i mean because you're not you following the run eat right. sleep and repeat you yeah, what, yeah. what happened no like i i, I just i think i just didn't plan it out right to end it up, you know, getting back to the hotel room at like 10. And then you got to, and then inst- Instagram kind of swept me away for a second. And then you're doing all this stuff. You're talking about, you know, posting pictures, you're responding to people and all this other stuff. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I ain't do my flat lay picture. So I got to arrange that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just, it, the, the time flew by. And then I ended up going to sleep at like 12 and didn't sleep very well, but woke up at four um, and then just started the the routine. Got up, stretched, all that stuff. Did not stretch my hamstrings though. Weirdest thing ever. Like mm-hmm. that's like the go to, but didn't for some reason. I just got kind of carried away with other things, and then um, did my normal routine. I guess did a shakeout run before with some strides, and met up with the team. And you know, me, Lance, and Joe went to the went to the corral and. You know, got into gear. Mm-hmm. And um, Lance and Joe, you guys kind of trained together. Yeah. Through yeah, so the, they, the training Yeah, cycle. for sure. They did the, they did the Hanson's, uh, Hanson's plan as well. Um, so it, was very, it, was, it wasn't the exact as, as one I was on, but it was you know, very structured pretty much the same, like long runs and things like that and workouts on different days. But it just, they kind of lined up fairly well, and we were able to kind of hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was fun to have, to not, I mean, I was doing it by myself, but long runs and things were always with, you know, normally we're with them, you know, if we could mm-hmm. always make it happen or maybe even Saturdays or some of our easy runs were, you know, we ran together as well. So it, that, that does help too, like to kind of refer back to that question you asked before, it helps so much to be able to connect with people, like-minded individuals that, you know, also like running, you know, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, link up for the workout. You know, it, it's cool to to get together and just do some of those easy miles because, I mean, obviously, you know, running six miles easy or eight miles, whatever, it may be fairly easy to do. But at the same time, you do it for weekend, week out for six days mm-hmm. a week. It can be pretty taxing mentally. So it, it's really nice to to be able to you know link up with people. And that's why I'm 
it's, it's it looks good for you know 2021 to be able to see some of these cities and states kind of open up a little bit and allowing people to go back to you know some semblancy of normalcy or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's just been it, it, so that was cool to do that so yeah we did train together so we we lined up like knowing that each one of us put in an insane amount of work now did you have any start line jitters because you told the world what you were doing right yeah. so you you could you could fail then you would have yeah. to cry about it on instagram so yeah. were you like were you like i have to do this i have to get it um, done like what were you feeling when you were getting ready to take off no honestly like this time like i was expecting to because i was really nervous that for the first marathon i did i mean maybe because it was just like i hadn't i didn't know what 26.2 miles even looked like at that point mm-hmm. even though i trained for it um this time around i think i had that to lean back on to say like you know i've done this before at least Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time I had trained for this marath this training block was any more than I've anything that I've ever done. And I mean, I hit every workout. I mean, they didn't have, you know, I had maybe two bad workouts, but they were just, but I finished them, you know, like there was no, I was able to lean back on a, a great base of like, you did this much stuff. Like today's just the day where you only run 26.2. Like, even though it's a long distance, you can lean back on the fact that you put in an insane amount of miles and did a lot mm-hmm. of work for this. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really just quiet, you know, like I'm not the, I'm not like the hype guy, um, especially before a race. It's just, I just got super quiet um, and then just was ready to go. Like, you know, my, my, my wife and son and daughter were right there and it was really cool to see him. Uh, last time they, they sent me off to a marathon for some reason afterwards, I found out he thought that I was gone forever. I'm like, oh, like what no. do you mean? What, but you know, so, so that, you know, they were there and, and it was just really cool to see them at that moment. I mean, the, the fact that it was a smaller race kind of helped too, because those bigger races probably get a little crazy, but they were like mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friends were there, all that. So it was like, I was cool. I talked to him. I was like, it's going to be okay. We're going to be good. I'm coming mm-hmm. back. Right. And he's like, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, he 10, he was eight then. But he was like, cool, cool. And it was really nice to see them when I took off. So I wasn't too nervous, really. I just knew I had put in a lot of work, you know? Mm-hmm. So walk me through your race. Okay. How did so, it go? So it, it started off um, and, you know, I started off a little, like, the goal was to start off right on pace. Like, I'm, I'm not really one of those ones that, like, can start off slower and ease into it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. Cause then I feel like I would get too anxious and have to try to make up some ground. Um, so I just got out at 629. First mile was exactly that. Um, second mile was a little slower cause I was purposely trying to like pull back and cause I've heard many people about this race in particular, um, slow down in the beginning. It's easy for you to, for you to just go. And then mm-hmm. that could have some you know effect later on. So I just tried my best just to stay right there. Uh, did pretty well with that the first couple of miles, but like mile two, I felt like this tightness in my right hamstring and it was the same issue that I had that I had at the end of my first marathon. Like it was, but the first marathon was, it was really bad towards the end, but I was able to finish. So I felt it in the second mile, just like some tightness. And I'm like, this is not good. Like I can't have to worry about this. You know, is that from not stretching? I think it was, but like mile five, I realized like, bro, you didn't even stretch this. Like, (laughs) It took it took me a while to figure out like what was happening, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I started thinking like, did I have any issues like before like in the training block? Is it did I do on any of my tempos when I was running this pace the other day? Did I have an issue? Like, nope, nope, nope. And all of a sudden, it was like, bro, you didn't even 
you didn't reach them. To, you, didn't, you didn't do nothing this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I did everything else. I did mm-hmm. stuff that morning that I never did before. Mm-hmm. I did like twists and all these things that I've seen on Instagram, <laughs> but I ain't do, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't stretch my hamstrings at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, so like at mile five, I realized that. And I was like, so for a second, I was like, should I just, should I just pull over, you know? And then like, should you just pull, stretch over? It out, pull over? I mean, cause at pull that over point, to be cute. Yeah, I know. And, and, at, and at that point, at four, three or four miles in, Lance and I had ended up, we, you know, people talk, you know, so like, what's, you know, you start talking to people and you're like, what's your goal? What's your goal? And we ended up having like a pack of six or seven of us um, that were, look, were aiming at 250 as their, as their finish time. So we're, by that time, like by the time I decided maybe to pull over or not, I'm, we were like eight people, like going and just locking in, you know? And I'm like, no, you just got to rock with it and just get as much water as you can and just keep, you know, keep the pressure. Um, but it just was, it was very mentally taxing at that point, you know, like to have something like that and know how bad it hurt the first time it happened mm-hmm. to like, to be dealing with that from basically 20, I mean, from mile two until like, like 18 or 19, you know? Ooh. So, and it never, it never hurt. Like just to be clear, I mean, it didn't hurt. It was just one of those things where it's like, this is going to be a cramp, you know? And yeah. so I changed my stride a little bit and tried not to like do too much, like push off and, you know, kick or whatever in the back um but it worked out like in in i just stayed in there and the miles like the splits were very consistent you know um and i think at one point like we because we had the cheer squad out there so it was like you know random little hype moments and then like the camera crew was on the course too so mm-hmm. every time we'd see a camera we kind of sped up just a tad you know it's just natural I you know, see, a, that. See, <laughs> see a camera you take you go a little faster but mm-hmm. um at one point you know, Lance just kind of started peeling off and I'm like, all right. Like, and I knew that because of this leg thing, I'm like, I'm not trying, I can't try to cover that at all because I just need to stay here and see how long I can, you know, last. Cause I don't want to ruin a day at, you know, mile 16. Mm-hmm. And, but eventually he just, cause you know, Lance is like a gifted athlete. Like he's just, I mean, he just started taking off. So I'm like, just let him go do his thing. I wish him luck. You know, he good. Um, so I just stayed there for, for quite a bit. And that's when I kind of got into this dark spot because, like, I started thinking of all these things. Like, not like, what if I don't do it? But it's like, this is, like, it just, it sucked. It was tough. The course wasn't flat, like they said. Um, (laughs) You know, like, I don't know how much longer I can, you know, keep at this pace. And you're just in this dark tunnel, it seems like. And you're thinking these negative thoughts, you know. And I just, all I kept saying was, like, yo, just you... You train for this. You didn't train for this marathon to be easy because mm-hmm. there's no marathon that's easy. You know, like for those people that's like, yo, like I train. Why is this 5K this hard or why is this half marathon this hard? Y'all, don't, we don't train for it to be easy. We just train for us to, to get the time that we want into PR and yeah. to all that stuff. You know, um, it gets easier. You know, like I wouldn't have been able to do the time that I just put up uh, on Sunday. I wouldn't have been able to do that a year ago. But it still is just as hard as the first one. You know, it's mm-hmm. probably harder this time for me than it was the first the first marathon, you know? So I kept leaning on that, like, yo, you train for this. You train for it to be hard, but you train for yourself to be able to keep going when times got tough. Mm-hmm. So I just kept going, s- stayed the course, you know? Um, and at mile, like, 20, this lady, um, she had been either before us or behind us at some point in, the, in the, like, this pack, you know? Um, she never was with us though. She looked like she was definitely a loner type of lady. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she was holding the pace strong or whatever. And at one point we got past her and at mile 20 and a half, she just started like, she just surged. Like she just went past us. I heard somebody yell, let her through on the left. You know, like, I'm like, all right, fine. Cause we was in a little trail area and she went past and somehow I found myself running with her for a second. And I'm like, okay, well she's moving pretty quick. It's mile 21 almost. And this is the time when you're supposed to go a little faster anyway. Is that so the just, lady you passed on Instagram? There was a video. The lady I was running with? I saw you like you were with a lady and it looked like you ran past her a little bit. Yeah, well, so yeah, we we had, I was past her on the turn, you know? Mm-hmm. like You but passed we up for the camera, didn't you? No, no, no. I mean, that by the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ran, so we ran together from like 21 to like 20, from like 21 to 26, like mm-hmm. solid, you know? And it was really cool because, you know, I later, later come to find out she won a couple of marathons in Texas. Um, she's from Austin, you know, so she's like very, very strong runner. So it was really cool uh, to find out that afterwards. But I just kind of locked in with her. You know, it was a really straight shot, you know, going in um, for like basically five miles, just running on a straight road. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just locked in with her and a couple, one, we passed somebody and they said, hey, um, you're, you're the seventh female uh, runner. So I, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, thinking about her, I'm like, that's dope. Let me just stick with her and, and maybe I can help her just keep going at this pace or whatever. And then we got down to like the last four miles, we were at like 6.15, 6.16, something like that, 6.17. And so we just, I just stayed there with her. And a couple of times I wanted to, if she wasn't there, I think I might've just backed off and just finished because I still would have be cued or whatever. But I'm like, just stay with her and see what happens. Um, and then like a mile 25 and a half, uh, one of the dudes that was there, Knox Robinson, like he, they didn't expect to see us or see me at that point. Cause I think they were just were happened to be right there. And then he screams out like, like, uh, yo, like, yo, Tommy, like Tommy, this is your day. Reach out and take it. And I'm like, and I was already amped up cause it was 25 and a half. And I just mm-hmm. kind of hit the, hit the gas a little bit and finished out strong and, you know, saw, the you know the, the cheer squad that's when you saw that video and i turned mm-hmm. that corner saw, saw the cheer squad tried my best not to cry because i knew at that point <laughs> that i was about to pee i was about to pr by a lot i was about to at least hit the time i was looking for um and then the cheer squad's right there and it just felt really supported um and that's one thing about we run through and three is like it was 30 of us there and maybe like seven of us ran you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying or eight and it was just dope to know that people would get in their cars and spend the night in Toledo just to come outside in the cold at six mm-hmm. in the morning to cheer us on, you know, so that meant a lot. And but the crazy part is the whole course, I didn't see my family. Like, I'm like, OK, I'm every crowd. I'm looking like to see if I can't see a kid or nothing. you know. Mm-hmm. And then but I, I'm like, OK, well, hopefully they at the end and I turned the corner and they were right there screaming. And it was just a dope moment. Uh, they couldn't be at the finish line because it was like in a stadium thing. So you had to go up in the stadium and finish on like 30 yard, 30 yard line or whatever. But that's like the recap of the, of the race in short, because a lot of crazy stuff happened. I'll tell you. So how did you feel when you like crossed the finish line? Cause you knew at that point you had to know that, well, you had your watch on. So I saw mm-hmm. you stopping your watch. Yeah. You saw that yeah, time. Yeah. So I got made fun of for stopping my watch like that. Though. Like, they're like, man, you are no. But the fun, guy bro. next to you was, do- was doing the same thing. Yeah, no, I'm talking <laughs> my friends because you got a picture like a Lance. He coming in like with his arms spread wide, <laughs> screaming. Joe coming through in a great pose, and I'm like, 
you know, when he picks his watch, you know. But like, so the whole thing, like the whole time, I had my watch in lap, in lap pace, so you can't see the elapsed overall time. So I changed, I took it out of lap pace at like twenty five and a half miles. So that's when I knew, like, as long as I don't fall or die, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to come in under, under 250. Like this is going to happen today. Mm-hmm. And so when I turned the corner into the stadium, you can see the clock and I saw 248 something. And I'm like, don't let this turn to 249. Like it was like the weirdest thing. You did all this stuff just to get to 250. And then you see 248 and then your mate and my first thought was don't let this turn to 249, you know, like as if like that was a goal, but that's the, the thought I, that's the, I just wanted to continue to push and break that barrier in my mind. And, uh, it felt really great crossing finish line. All this was done for like to qualify for Boston. Didn't think about Boston at all at the end. For like, it took me a few minutes to like register. Like, oh dang! Like we just qualified for Boston. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just that's when it hit. Like this is a dope day. Um, my friend Lance qualified too. Uh, Joe PR'd by an insane amount. Like his his official marathon was like four hours and like thirty something. He ran three oh six. Wow. You know, um, so it was just a really good day all around. And I think the thoughts were like, at that moment, I knew all this, all these miles and time away from family and all that. It, it was wor- it's worth it because at least um, they can look at it and say, like, you know, my dad, like, worked hard, took a pick the goal that like most people that look like me maybe wouldn't pick, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or from here wouldn't really pick. So. I picked that goal and then I did a lot of work to get there. It wasn't like it just happened, you know, like they saw me leave out. They see it's snowing. I I still leave. You know, they see me come back, fingers numb, complaining about the cold. You Mm -hmm. know, they see, you know, they see all that. Um, Where's that? Oh, he went for a run. You know, they see me come back after 16, 18, 20 miles runs, you know. Um, So hopefully they that translates to them as maybe not being a runner, but. You know, I pick a goal um, and don't just have a dream or whatever, because dreams kind of like are, those are cool. But pick a goal <laughs> mm-hmm. and and find out the way to get there, you know, because even if things things haven't been done before, you know, in your knowledge. I mean, there's, there's not many things in this world that just haven't been done. So there's there's a structure somewhere for you to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least know where the first step is. And the first step for me for that was just to find a plan that I could train under that would help, you know, give me the best chances. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter, she wants to go travel Paris and be an artist. There's 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 framework for that. You know, um, it starts with you, your eighth grade, butt getting good grades, you know, because you got to mm-hmm. you got to you know go to a college that suits you that you get to pick because, you know, uh, you know, community colleges. They art programs don't really be slapping like that, you know? Nope. Um, so it's just like, hey, pick a goal that's scary. Don't be afraid to say it either, you know? Because I should, I could have just said I want to qualify for Boston. I didn't have to say 250. I could have said three, three hours, and that would have been fine. But, you know, pick a crazy goal and go after it and do some work. So what's your, for your age group, what's the qualifying time? Uh, 305, because I'm old. So you... You ain't old. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I feel old. But I feel old because like Joe and Lance are so much younger. Like not so much, but they're younger than me. Mm-hmm. And their 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 qualifying time is three hours. So mine's three. You don't look old though. And, That's the and goal. you're not old for the record. Because yeah, I'm I mean, probably older than you. 
Well, we don't have to discuss this. I'm 39. I will be 40 years old in, in oh, August. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I swore that you was going to say younger than me and I was going to be happy about it. No, that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, so keep eating what you're eating because we need you at 90 years old running marathons. Yeah, I need I need to turn vegan because I, I eat okay. But, you know, as you get older when you're a woman, you know, the pounds come on and... You got to work hard to, to, to stay in shape and try to keep them off. You live with a woman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just got to keep, you just got to keep pushing. I mean, it's just really, it's, it's really cool to see. I just love seeing like, you know, more and more of us men and women are out doing this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, I was talking to my sister. She's like, yeah, I'm going for a jog. Um, I'm gonna stop calling it jogging after what you did on Sunday. I mean, I'm gonna stop calling it running after what you done on Sunday. Like, no, you a runner. Like, you run. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know, if you go outside and you walk jog a couple times a week, or you jog the whole time, or you run, whatever it is, if you step out them houses, lace up them shoes, mm-hmm. you you run. You you belong in this community. It ain't just them people that don't look like us that you know that been doing this forever for some reason. It's not just them. We part of this community too. And you know what? I was just on um, another runner's podcast and I call those people who think that, you know, people that walk, run or jog run snobs because that's what they are. You know, we're you know, we may not be as fast as the next person, but you're stepping out the door is the first step. And everyone should be commended for making that first step because most people are not doing it, especially people that look like us. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is shame on whoever it is and shame on them, especially if if they look like us and they like tooting their nose up or whatever to somebody trying to get into it or just their goal is just to run one 5K or whatever it is, because that's what I mean. Other people was doing that to us for too long. Why would we do it to to each other? You know, know. there's there's a reason why when you go to a race, it's... um, the only black people I see is the ones you I know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's not that's not true for you know every race in every city. But, the you know, it's predominantly one one race and it's not us, you know, and we need to. There's so much out here, like you know, running is so transformative. Um, it's such a keystone habit, you know, like people I've seen people start running and decide to go vegan or vegetarian because they just want to feel better and they want to run faster and they want to be out there with us or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just one of those things. It's like, like alcohol was it for me. And then it led to running, you know, I took alcohol away and, and then I ended up getting into running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen people treat running the same way and it just absolutely changes their lives and shame on whoever it is saying that, like, you know, like to say that we not runners or something, you know, because they started somewhere too. You know, and people forget where they started. Yep. Unfortunately. So, what's next for you? You got your BQ. Um, you're running yeah, so, old fat. You always ran fast. You now you just run faster. So, what, faster, what, yeah. what's next for you? What's on uh, your the, schedule? The goal is to just get back in the lab, keep working, um, do like some shorter races this summer, like tr- switch the training plan a bit to make it you know not so much about the marathon um run some fast as possible 5k's and 10k's stuff like that do like a faster half like in half marathon in the fall and then after that 
um, start training for Boston. Wait, so if Boston happens in October, mm-hmm. you'd be doing Boston in April 22? Yeah, because so the one the one in October was is the delayed COVID version mm-hmm. of the one that's supposed to happen um, like a couple weeks ago, you know, mm-hmm. for Patriots Day. Um, and the cutoff for that, coincidentally, was the 23rd. We raced on the 25th. Man, um, so we just so, but I, I like it. it. I think it'll be better that way. It'll allow me some time and to train, get faster because I want to go to Boston and I want to PR again. You know, um, you know, Boston say just is not to, easy. No, no, no. And the cool thing, I mean, I lived in Boston for like six, seven years, and that's why I wanted to go back there and mm-hmm. run that race because I know how important it is to the community. I know how hard it is to run that race. I know the history and all that stuff. So it was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. So I'm very like so I'm very aware that it's a that's a tough course and that's why I want to get back in the lab, start training and working on different things to make me just a stronger runner for that for that moment. Because I mean I know people say like go to Boston and enjoy the experience or whatever, um, but like I said, um, <laughs> this whole <laughs> you want to go to Boston and kill it. Yeah, my personality right? doesn't work like that. We're mm-hmm. just gonna go all we're just gonna go all the way, um, and it, that'll be fun to me. And you know I rather I rather hit Heartbreak Hill and like. And just not finish because I went so hard and tried to then like then go for the first time and like just enjoy it. Maybe I'll go back another time and then just jog it out, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to go hard there and finish strong and and have a have a great day. Um, mm-hmm. So the plan is just to get back in the lab and keep going. Well, Boston is great and all, but I'm going to need you to add the New York City Marathon to your list. Yeah, I think that because that's, that's the that's, best that's, marathon in the world. I'm just in the saying. world, is in the world. In the world. In the world, okay. Boston ain't got nothing in New York City. Okay, well, I'm not going to repeat that out loud because <laughs> I need to. I, well, yeah, no, I definitely want to run. My bad. I, I definitely want to run all of them. Like, I want to run all the major, you know, marathons. I think that's really cool. Um, and to be able to kind of, what is it like? Is it seven? Six or eight? Six. Six. Which is, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm like, is it seven? Is it ten? They're, they're, they're scouting a seventh, actually. So I Where hope that be? I get my six before they add the seventh. Yeah, you better hurry up, man. Um, which one are you missing? Man. Berlin? I, I have Berlin. I'm missing London, Tokyo, Boston. Also, also, so you already did New York. And now Boston seems to be more important on the list now. I'm just saying. No, Boston, I'm, I'll have, I'm not fast. I'll have to fundraise. So Boston yeah, is yeah. last on my list. <laughs> it's okay. like the, the least of my concerns is Boston. Tokyo is like the hard one to get into is it? now. Why yeah. is, it, was it, is it a lottery or what? Um, They have a lottery, which barely anyone gets into. And they yeah. have something where you can pay money. Mm. um, Like to get a spot. But they go so quick now that... Oh. Yeah. And their charity, like you can raise money for charity and mm-hmm. still not get in, which oh, wow. is crazy. Yeah. That's so. like, yo, like that's, that seems to be a little, <laughs> Yeah, like you raise all this money and you don't get a spot. So, yeah, oh, yeah I don't know I what it? I'm going to do about that? Tokyo. Like I should have did Tokyo years ago before it got popular because I would have yeah. just paid that money and got in. Yeah. But now it's like so popular. It's just going to be. Yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna I, I think the cool, part of, the cool part about the running with the, the time I did. As long as I apply for some of these within the right time frame, like I won't have to worry time. about the lottery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that's a good part of it. Um, but yeah, I think that it would be really nice to travel and do those things and run the big marathons. Absolutely, you know, run New York, obviously, because it's so legendary. Uh, and then we, we'll figure it out from there. 
Yeah, the, the 313 boys, bring your talents over to the Big Apple. Oh, yeah. So, so we yeah. can show you what a real marathon course looks okay. like. Run over okay. these five bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, I've seen it on TV. I'd have watched it. I think, it, I mean, no, it's, it definitely would be super dope to do. And, um, yeah, say less. We there. <laughs> well, yeah, invitation is open. Maybe, you know, if you want to get in, your girl could hook y'all up and help y'all into the race. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I know, I knew, and I know this. You, you, you connected over there. You a big deal. That's why okay. I said I told, like I told you before, um, when I you used to ask me what my thoughts were when I crossed the finish line, and I had a few thoughts. One of them was like, while I was stopping, I looked at my time or whatever on my watch. I'm like, God, I'm about to be on the runway for sure. <laughs> like that's. I was like, God, this is run. This is runway time. Right oh here. My I, God, think, you said that. I think well, I'm Well, you know I had two of the fastest black men on Instagram, Ronald Joseph. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Philip King. Uh-huh. You know Philip King? No, I don't know Philip King, but I know Ronald Joseph though. Look up P King Duck on Instagram. The dude is like whew, he's fast. P King Duck, okay. Yeah. I'm on it. That's that's I'm my boy. It. And you know Ronald Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald yeah, Joseph he- was the first guest on the runway podcast. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like he hit me up the other day because he saw what we did when we posted. He was like, all right, brother, y'all got to keep pushing. Let mm-hmm. me know if y'all need anything. We need more of us out there. Um, and, and it's just like you just. Yeah, I just I, I, I if, if we could somehow just change the narrative or continue to push that and just get more of us out there running. And and it's not even like it's got to be like a race thing. Like we got, you know, it's just I, we just know that running is such a huge help to so many people you know and it mm-hmm. just starts good things and there's good people in it like yeah the joe was talking about he had some uh, at one of the points where he was having a he didn't hit a wall but he had some tough times one of the guys he was running with was like so hype like you can do it you know like you know really getting into it and uh this community is full of such great people like other than the run snobs there's <laughs> so many great nice people and you know the fact that we all lined up to go run a stupid 26.2 miles brings mm-hmm. us together and we're all supportive you meet so many different people like you know like i'm sure like tons of your instagram followers right now you've run with or met somehow you know mm-hmm. through running um and it's just such a nice community and we just need to get more of us into it and it's not just a white sport you know it's not just a white thing you know like not anymore got, it's not now we got legs and feet too you know? And you know what? Being we're in this whole social movement right now, mm-hmm. you know, these racing directors, these racing companies, these shoe brands, they're looking toward us, you know, yeah. to not, you know, I don't like really promoting certain brands, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're giving us a spotlight on, you know, their pages and they're putting us out there, which is, you know, it's a good thing to get the word out about the sport to others. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just seen like such an evolution. Like I started in 2012 and mm-hmm. we didn't have Instagram. Yeah. There was Instagram, but we weren't posting on Instagram. We had Facebook mm-hmm. back then. And it's just, things mm-hmm. have changed so much and evolved to e- even for me, like th- I never yeah. would have thought today that I would have a podcast or, yeah, right. you know, I would run the world. It was when I started day one, that was never in my mind of, of, of yeah. what running would take me. So yeah, it's just, it's been a wild ride and I'm glad to see you guys coming up. I, 
feel like a veteran now, you know. <laughs> but you. I'm not. I but see that's what it feels bucks, like. Young bucks coming up. <laughs> and I like to see new runners coming on the scene because it can, you know, scrolling on the gram gets boring. And when I get to follow yeah. new people like you guys and see what you're doing, it, it makes me to, you know, it gets me excited to keep running because. You know, I, I'm skating now. I haven't even run in like over a week because I've been picked up skating. We need, back, but, we need you back out there. Sk- you know, skating is dangerous. Talk, it is. But talking to you has motivated me to run tomorrow. Not today. Tomorrow I'm going to okay. run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, do, don't, don't go crazy, you know. Not today. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, like, I just think that um, just the more of us out there, the merrier, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, and, and I like the, like the brands are rocking with us, you know. Um, and even if it's even if it's for even if it's good for business, I, I was listening to Salema on um, I can't remember his last name at the moment, but he was on the Rich Roll podcast, uh, and he was saying even if it's um, just good for business at the moment to rock with like black folks, mm-hmm. sure, you know, um, as long as you know we're prepared to utilize that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and do something with it, you know, and not just be like the representation for representation's sake. Um, so that's like, that's what we're, what I'm trying, what I'm seeing and what I'm trying to do with anybody that I'm working with at the moment is to make sure that I use that um, as a platform to continue to grow into whatever way that, you know, w- we see fit. Um, but representation definitely matters. And I'm liking that it's, um, I'm starting to relate to more of the of that representation, you know. And listen, so. I'm I'm gonna need you. Don't be doing these posts for free, okay? We need mm-hmm. to be getting paid for our yeah. representation, okay? We yeah. not don't be giving it away. Yeah, yeah. They got the money, so the free kicks are nice and everything. But oh yeah, show me. Yeah, money. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, because like that's like the because, and I think that like just being new in the space and trying to make it work is, you know, you you see you see what other people are doing and getting you know like Mm -hmm. free shoes and things like that Mm -hmm. um and just being new in the space you're like yo that's dope yes send it send it along uh but you don't know what these other people you know have behind the scenes and they could just be getting the same thing you're getting but you don't know Mm -hmm. so it's like you just have to learn to figure out like okay well you know if there is no money you know at this moment for this thing or for whatever it is Make sure, like I was saying, make sure that you're you're able to take whatever this is, whatever this relationship is or means or however it's shaped, make sure that we're able to, you know, move something forward in that mm-hmm. sense. And it's not just a, you know, grab a couple, like two, three followers or something like that. And, <laughs> and you get to, they, you know, and then they sell 20 shoes, you know. Um, but it's like, make sure that whatever it is, that you maximize that opportunity. Because it's a lot of opportunity right now to work with a lot of these brands. So it's like, you got to just be aware that like while this thing is happening, even if it's for the wrong reason on their, on their part, you know, make sure it works for you and, and make it, make it do what it do. Cause that's one thing about black folks. We will make it do what it do for sure. You know? And as long Hello? as, <laughs> as long as we use it now more than ever, you know, cause it's not just running. It's, uh, so many industries are tapping in, you know, because mm-hmm. of, you know, what, what's been transpiring and, the world seems to kind of be waking up a little bit to some of the things that have been happening that are just way out of pocket and out of line. Um, so it's like whatever industry you're in, make sure that you, you know, use this opportunity to promote growth in your family, your community, um, and all that. And that's, that's my thing right now. 
And on that note, yeah, I would like to thank Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Runs for being yeah. on the Runway podcast. Um, let everyone know where they can find you on socials. Okay, on socials, um, you can find me on. Uh, I'm not sure how you can find me on Athlinks. You gotta let them know that. I think it's Thomas Baby. Yeah, we're not um, gonna put yeah, that yeah, link yeah, up okay. until you uh, change that picture and update your results. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed by that. <laughs> uh, I'm going right there, like right now. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me at, at Tommy Runs. It's T O M M I E underscore runs with a Z. Tommy underscore runs. Uh, and then also you can check out the other Instagram. It's at Chip Time Running mm-hmm. on Instagram. So everything starts there. Just check the Instagrams out Tommy Runs and Chip Time Running. And if you have any questions on how to get anywhere else, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And pick you up some gear from Chip Time Running. You know, yeah, this cute running.com. Yeah. Runtrepreneur shirt is from We didn't from even talk Tommy. about the Runtrepreneur. That's another thing about the running community is so many entrepreneurs in the run community. So I made the word Runtrepreneur. I'm going to go take a picture. My photographer just got home, my son. What? So <laughs> he said, what? Hey, homie, help me out, bro. Right so I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture in my Runtrepreneur and Please post do. it on the gram. I'm about to, hey, I'm about to have you sign this waiver because I'm using you on the. <laughs> Yo, what up? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> he like, uh, he like. Let me get in there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make you sign this waiver because I'm gonna use that picture <laughs> on my Instagram pages. You can, I'll tag you. You can feel free to use my picture. We have hey, to support. I'm, if we don't I'm support each other, who else will? I don't know. That's when you support that. You you throw that emoji in. The guy's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There right. You go. <laughs> All right. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed listening to Tommy tell us his incredible story about running the Glass City Marathon and getting that coveted Boston qualifying time and then some. So we should be seeing him in the Boston Marathon next year, April 2022. I am so looking forward to seeing him crush that course as well. So I want to thank you again for tuning into the Runwave podcast and And I will catch y'all on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe to The Run Wave on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me out. If you are a runner that has a story to tell and you would like to be on the show, you can email hello at therunwave.com or send us a DM on Instagram to The Run Wave. See you next time. Yeah.